0: Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today we are talking about Nautilus, ticker NLS. Joining me on the call is Greg Fisher, who will tell us why he is keen on this company. But first a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the breakout investor discussion app which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering and logging in, use the search bar at the top right of any page, type in the ticker, and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast and to other discussion and research relating to today's company. Now to our topic, Nautilus Ticker NLS. Greg, could you tell us a little bit about the company and why breakout investors should be interested?
1: Thanks, Scott. And Sure. Nautilus makes home and commercial fitness equipment. Uh, Bowflex is their most prominent brand that investors may recognize. They also sell under the Schwinn brand and uh, the Nautilus brand, which is their commercial equipment brand. Uh, They've recently introduced a connected fitness product that is a subscription service uh, under the Journey brand. They sell a pretty full suite of exercise products, including treadmills, stationary bikes, a few home gyms that um, are rely on the, the Bowflex technology and uh, adjustable dumbbells and weights, which are great for home gyms with small spaces because you can turn the dial to choose between a weight of five pounds and over 50 pounds. COVID rapidly accelerated the home fitness uh, trend and Nautilus is a direct beneficiary. They had their best quarter ever uh, or at least since 2001 where my uh, data terminal goes back to and their best revenue year since 2006, best EBITDA ever, um, best adjusted earnings per share since uh, 2002. And you know one of my investing styles is to make a bet on a trend that I believe the market is underestimating uh, or incorrect about and I think that you know home fitness has been accelerated due to COVID and that will um, continue. Um, If you look at it on a trailing earnings basis, it's really cheap and the company has a, um, what I believe is a pretty strong North star strategy to to continue that. Uh, Although, you know, I do think that year over year comps will probably be challenged this year for them, uh, but I believe that that's baked into the price.
0: So the big question is the sustainability of the trend that you spoke to, and I, and I agree with you. I I, I think people are going to develop habits over the uh, pandemic period that are going to be hard for them to shake. So home exercise, fitness, uh, these are some see, these are some trends I think we'll see for a while. So it comes down then to the competitive environment course you've got the 800 pound gorilla peloton Mm -hmm. so i think you have to talk about them but i don't really see these two companies as being competitive and then the next set of things that i see are things that are derivative of peloton you know for folks who want the interactive i'm thinking of the mirror but they they don't want exercise on a bike so could you talk about how much space peloton occupies and what the competitive environment is for nautilus sure yeah and i think
1: the the the, probably the most important thing to mention up front is that you know from a market cap or enterprise value perspective, Nautilus is trading in about one 100th one of the of the price or the market cap of Peloton. And so you know it's it's clear that Peloton is the 800 pound gorilla and they've got dominant market share and you know the best uh, in my opinion at least the best most recognizable brand. Um, I think for you know for Nautilus, being only one one hundredth of the size. And with the BoFlex brand being recognizable and also being um, sort of reinvigorated up until the new management team um, came on, or at least up until a few years ago, you know, you would see BoFlex commercials on, you know, uh, infomercials on, on TV. And that was, um, you know, that was a primary way for them to advertise. They now do a much better job through e-commerce. Um, and they' they've really repositioned the brand and um, freshened it up. You're right, there's a lot of uh, new competitors into the space. You look at something like a mirror, which is interactive. Uh, Boflex at this point doesn't have anything like that. Uh, or Nautilus at this point doesn't have anything like that. Uh, I'm not aware of any plans for that, but I do believe that the management team has a good handle on the market. Um, and you know, um, I, I do trust them to, put out products that um, consumers will be interested in based on their brand research and their positioning. So uh,
0: the, uh, the idea that I was thinking is that you've, you've got Peloton on the bike with the interactive, you've got other people doing various uh, aerobic type activities, the mirror you know, with the interactive. But to my mind, there really isn't anybody competitive with Nautilus in the space that Nautilus is known for. They've, they own Schwinn, so they're in biking, I know that they've got treadmills and the like, but Bowflex and the the weight training, quasi weight training, resistance training, that's really been their sweet spot historically. So I'm not aware of any competition. Are you?
1: Not off of the, not off the top of my head with, with the bows, Um, you know, certainly home gyms, you know, there's a wide uh, variety of home gyms that are available and some of them are, you know, as expensive as $10,000. Um, Bowflex is more of a, you know, sort of a middle market positioning. And in addition to the home gyms, they really have expanded and improved their offering in other areas. So if you were to look at their um, exercise bikes or their treadmills, they do have, you know, most of the newer ones, if not all the newer ones have the availability to to connect to this Journey software um, that is, you know, comparable, very similar to Peloton. Um, You know, they don't have Beyonce leading, um, classes. Um, but again, you know, at at 1% of the market cap and at this price point, um, I do think that, you know, I do think that there are people that are going to be, um, looking at both Peloton and, and Bowflex or other Nautilus products, um, and making a decision between the two. It's, it's clearly a lower price point, less brand cachet, but yeah, they have the, the home gym that, you know, Peloton doesn't have. Um, and so that's, you know, that's an area that, you know, that gives them an advantage.
0: So from an investor standpoint, uh, the company is up about 10 times in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say it's performing very well. What's the catalyst? Is this, is, is this more of a value play and you're just waiting for the market to recognize the longer term trend? Or uh, is there another catalyst you can think of that uh, should be on the minds of anyone looking at the stock?
1: Yeah, for me, it's primarily uh, three things. You know, first and foremost is it is a value play to me. Um, I think the other thing is that if you go back to 2000, late 2019, when they had um, a stock price of closer to a dollar, the new management team had just come on board. Um, Business was not good. And, you know, through a combination of the pandemic, uh, and the better management team being in place, I think that the market—you know—for the same reason, probably that you're asking about the price—I think there's a lot of people in the market that are looking at the same thing and saying, you know, prove it to me. So I'm I'm making a bet on this being a value, uh, the management team being capable, and also um, the home fitness trend continuing. I, I think I think it does it in one of two ways. The the first of which is that. If we have a resurgence in COVID cases, and which we are currently experiencing, I think that's gonna on the margin drive more people to potentially cancel their gym membership and and or buy more uh, home gym equipment uh, for the optionality. And I think the other thing is, as we near the end of the pandemic um, and especially heading into the new year, you know, there's research that shows that people have put on weight, uh, during the pandemic and, uh, their fitness levels naturally are not as strong. And so I think, you know, for those reasons, you know, I think those are catalysts, but it is predominantly a value play and a bet on the uh, home fitness trend continuing. Any for thought me-
0: that Nautilus might be
1: a takeover candidate, mostly for its its brand? You know, I've thought about that and, um, I, I, I can't name a company where, and my background is I did mergers and acquisitions for close to 15 years. I can't think of a company where I said, aha, they really ought to buy them. But at the price that they're trading at and the brand recognition that they have, I can imagine some combination of a strategic buyer or private equity uh, potentially being interested. Um, They have You know, the market cap is close to a half billion. They've got over 100 million of cash on their balance sheet. So it's something that if you believe in the home fitness trend continuing, you could lever that up and potentially make some pretty attractive returns if you're private equity. But I have no, you know, I have no basis to say, yes, this is something that, you know, is uh, that has potential acquirers circling. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm invested in it and with my background, you know, if I was in private equity right now, it's something that I would certainly be thinking about.
0: Well, I didn't realize there was $100 million on the balance sheet. That's interesting. What do you think that they might do with that money? They could either buy something or they could uh, make a foray into something like the mirror.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And uh, it's certainly, you know, having a war chest of capital gives you a lot of strategic flexibility. Um, I haven't seen any indications from management on what they, you know, intend to do with that strategically, um, and I imagine that they'll, you know, they'll uh, be choosing between a buyback uh, or uh, a potential strategic acquisition.
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, that's ten minutes. Thank you, Greg. We are breakout investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understand today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review.
1: Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views on this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, and not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty, expressed or implied, as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast in any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore, is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor, known as providing investment advice. For investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.